Welcome back, Soul Sibling. Today's episode is going to be bite-sized mindfulness. It's going to be a lot shorter than what you're used to, and I wanted to give you several ideas that have been marinating and I've simmered on, and I've actually taken action. So the last year, I've been dealing with some different grief and loss. One particular round is with my dad and continued changes in his health and dementia and our family and my ability to relate with him and to help my dad and my stepmom and that whole world. Uh, The second, a very favorite friend of mine, a very best friend, current and relevant, moved from California and left the state And then stopped taking my phone calls and then sent me a very short, brief, um, somewhat cryptic text just laying out that um, he no longer, he wasn't, he wasn't able to talk to me at this time. And so I decided to just continue on the path and to choose silence. And I'm learning to give people space. And I'm also most importantly, learning to accept people for who they are. And I already knew enough about this friend to know that this is what he does. This is his, his pattern of friendships and not being involved in those friendships. And I would just let it be. And specifically, since he asked that, you know, I felt like he was telling me that he wasn't capable of being engaged. And so why bother? And so those two grief points and loss points, good grief, you know, me and my yoga teacher, one of them, were talking about good grief and just the continued grief. And so number one, I think it's really important for us to not dilute and and create a delusion for ourselves that we're not going to continually experience loss and change. This is impermanence. Everything is transient here. And so then how we choose to react to that experience, our relationship to that experience is the juice, it's the soup. And so from here, I kept catching myself feeling, and sometimes it's hard to be aware of this, and that's why I think mindfulness and and practicing is so important. Dealing with what my dad is going through and watching and observing is very frightening for me. It's, It's very... Um, It changes the dynamic of our relationship and how he's capable of being involved and present. And with my friend, it was very sad and I was very hurt. I was very angry and took me a good year before I finally just recently was able to really just feel gratitude for what this person and friend had brought into my life for the time that we had together. And with my dad, it's a continued journey. And I catch myself sometimes just going, going, and then all of a sudden I have to pop and crack open. And I just cannot even, I can't even take it in sometimes. And in that moment, I just let it all come in and I let any emotion just flow. And so grief and loss ain't going nowhere in my experience. And so my, my opportunity is to take charge of the little big things. So little big things is a phrase that I've used before for myself to remind me that I don't have to create this huge movement in this evening or tomorrow morning or the next day. I can actually go back to the basics, the simple, the little big things. 
So for me, meditation, my spiritual practice um, in the morning where I'm reading from spiritual text, I'm sitting still and in silence and in formal meditation practice. I'm playing music. I am reaching out to specific friends who are in my circle to process these topics. Prayer, gratitude, And here's a quote that I've been referencing the last few weeks with all the holidays around. This is by Mother Mira. She spells it M-E-E-R-A. It says, like electricity, like electricity, the light is everywhere, but one must know how to activate it. The light is everywhere, but one must know how to activate it. I love this because I also feel like help is everywhere. Invisible help is also present. We just have to ask for it. That came from David White. This quote by Mother Mira, the light being everywhere and our action, our opportunity, our creative invitation, the intelligence that we can use is how do I activate it? So for me, little big things is always a perfect place to start. Get to my body, get some food, get some exercise, move, cardio, yoga. Sit still, meditation, prayer, affirmations, read spiritual text. Get into my step work, my recovery work. Talk to some of my recovery people, my mentor, my sponsor. Do some creative work. Just zone out into music, playing, singing, watercolors, writing, creating a podcast. Here's another bite-sized mindfulness, horizons. For me, I'm constantly working towards goals. And this comes from John O'Donohue. John O'Donohue, Irish poet, philosopher. His idea about horizons, he grew up in a valley, so there were mountains. I too grew up in a valley, and there were mountains surrounding me in Salt Lake City. And so here's his metaphor and I just love it. I've internalized it and I'm going to share it with you. The idea is is that here I am in the valley. I'm looking towards the mountains and I'm wanting to get to that mountaintop and I make it something that is I'm going to work towards. I will make my way there because I want to achieve that height, scale to that place and I want to see and have a view from that perspective. And so I could work for days and weeks to walk through the valley, to take the weather and elements in my experience, to make it to the mountain range, to then hike the mountain. And when I get to that horizon point that I was working towards, and I see beyond, there's a whole nother horizon. And so the idea that we're going to achieve a horizon and that's it The pro tip here is that horizons travel with us and they're continually changing and we'll get to one horizon, to one goal, and then a new one appears. That's so helpful for me as I continue to grow and work spiritually and for my creative projects and my business. So I want to give you a personal story where I feel like I was putting this all into action. So before Thanksgiving, I wasn't quite sure how I would spend Thanksgiving. And I really knew as I started to pay attention that I needed to be in downtime, solo, quiet, 
still in my space, not a lot of people, not a lot of conversation. And so I did, I made that happen. And part of that was letting go of pressure that I put on myself that I should be spending time on Thanksgiving with certain family members. And so I just followed that intuition. I followed that intuition. And I had such a beautiful four to five days during the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, I had also been listening to some guidance from within my being to not get caught up all the time in doing all these things and listening to stuff, but just to get lost in this, this still just the, the very methodical part of just waking up and making some food and reading and not being like dictated by an intense schedule or responsibility going to work out and then listening to the rain and then, Oh, I'm going to cook in the kitchen and make soup and, just getting into that rhythm and especially getting into that rhythm with sunsets and sunrises and nature. So that's what I did for Thanksgiving. I knew that Christmas would be coming and I have some big plans for Christmas, which I'll tell you all about. And you can follow along at viral mindfulness Instagram. So I thankfully followed that intuition and it was raining in Southern California. We had a lot of rain and I literally did all of those things. Meditation. I sat at my piano and I played music. I cleaned out things in my closets and house. I made three different types of soups from scratch and the different, different broths. I'm working from this book called clean soup and it's fantastic. And I made like this Thai coconut curry broth with a salmon chowder. And I made magic mineral broth. And then I you know, cooked a whole like free range chicken and boiled that. And then I made chicken noodle soup with the magic mineral broth and it was raining and I just listened and I cried and I talked to a few people and I really, I went to the sunset and the sunrise almost every day. I went to yoga, I did cardio, I worked out. I made some plans for my Christmas in New York City and by the end of the weekend, and I hit Monday, I was so rejuvenated. There was so much restoration, rejuvenation, and extended life force. And I was reminded how important it is to do this more often throughout our year. And so I hope that there's a little bit of idea and help for you because we're, we're right smack in between. Christmas is coming up if you're listening to this in real time in just a week and a half. And things can get really thick there can be a lot floating around. And I wanted to remind you that help is around you, invisible help, ask for it. Turn inward, light is everywhere, but you're the one ha that has to activate it. Don't underestimate the power of taking little big thing steps. Get back to the basics, get back to your, your hour of power, so to speak. And just like I had the ability to carve out a Thanksgiving that was mindful and in intuitive to what I needed. Now I head into a different environment with Christmas where I'm going to be in New York City. I'm going to the theater. I'll be staying with my best friend and his husband and Harvey Rose, my goddess daughter, and she's 13 months and she's going to want to play, play, play. And it's going to be a totally different experience. But when I was alone at Thanksgiving solo, when I was solo and working with some of my aloneness and some of that grief that I was talking about in the beginning of this episode, 
I really think that that's the type of space and ground where we can truly heal. Lots of sound and neon and noise and city, all of that schedule and socializing. It, it's, it's so important to carve out the space and the places to grieve and to, and to lose. And so I want to share with you to wrap up this short bite-sized mindfulness episode, a beautiful prayer. You can think of it as a poem, and this is from John O'Donohue. Um, I hand wrote it from his audio. I've been listening to books on tape, and so it's written in colored pencils in the rainbow spectrum. <laughs> Here's your prayer. I gift this to you. And may you borrow it until you can find the courage to write a prayer big enough for your next year and decade. And I'll have more on this coming very soon. So here's the John O'Donohue prayer. May the light of your soul mind you. May all of your worry and anxiousness about becoming old be transfigured. May you be given the wisdom with the eye of your soul to see that this can be a beautiful time of harvesting. May you have the commitment to harvest your life, to heal what has hurt you, and to allow it to come closer to you and become one with you. May you have great dignity. May you have a sense of how free you are. And above all, may you be given to the wonderful gift of meeting the eternal light and beauty that is within you. May you be blessed and may you find a wonderful love in yourself for yourself. John O'Donohue. If you'd like to sit down and meditate with me for for 10 minutes and sit next to the river. I have a free meditation at viralmindfulness.com forward slash free dash meditation. Um, I'll see you next time on Viral Mindfulness, the podcast. Let me be your muse to music, mindfulness, creativity, and compassion over at my website, viralmindfulness.com. You can also find me regularly throughout the week over at Instagram. That's also at Viral Mindfulness.